Welcome to the Brew Crew Review Podcast, the show by fans or fans of your Milwaukee Brewers. All right, Brewer fans, welcome to another Brew Crew Review Podcast. Joining me today is co-host Vince. Vince, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Craig. How are you? All right. So Good. do we have uh do we have Scotty or Chad on? Uh they've got an open invitation, so we'll see. Okay. All right. Yep, hopefully uh they can bring some more biting commentary about the Milwaukee Brewers to the people, the great people of West Dallas <laughs> and Wisconsin and around the world. But as of right now, they, they've got other priorities apparently. Um so anyway, um, but the you and I, who love baseball, to know and especially Milwaukee Brewer baseball, we're here, and that's all that counts. So, um, yeah. Well, anyway, um, we're heading toward the end of May. Let's start with the good news, and then we'll get to the bad news. <laughs> heading toward the end of May, the Brewers are currently, as of this taping, on May 19th, in first place in the NL Central, and I believe the Cardinals are still in last place in the NL Central. So, if you would have told me before the season started, that's where we'd be at. In spite of a bevy of injuries to key players, um, I'd be like, okay, I'll take it. So let's just start with that positivity. Um, now the negative is the injuries are really starting to pile up to the point where it feels like the entire season is being held together with band-aids and duct tape. And if one of them comes off, the whole thing, the whole thing will unravel and our house of cards will be exposed and uh, no pun intended. Um, the Cardinals are on the opposite end of this spectrum where they've had a horrific first six plus weeks of the season, really, for their fan base. And they seem to be turning around, unfortunately, with a big series win at home against the Brewers just this past week. So that's the bad. Um, what um, I guess let's uh, real quick with some news. Um, Wade Miley is going on the injured list now with I believe it's like a strained oblique and they expect them to be out at least probably three weeks possibly longer uh it seems like a big blow and um also just a couple other moves we've uh designated for assignment Gus Varland after getting torched on Monday against the Cardinals for I think eight rounds yeah. less than an inning and then um we also Luke Voigt also went on the IL with some neck thing um Possibly because of gold chain, I'm not sure. And also, so <laughs> the Brewers have signed. Uh, you you really don't like that gold chain, do you, Craig? Not as such, no. Um, <laughs> and um, we've signed Darren Ruff, another journeyman um, first baseman slash corner out, corner infielder. And uh, I feel that the Brewers, I'm not sure how many journeymen corner infielders they have left to cycle through in Major League Baseball as they've been doing that pretty much since Prince left. So anyway, yeah. uh, what are your thoughts on all this, Vince? Um, it's obviously been kind of a busy uh, busy week or two for roster moves. It's been, um, well, I mean, where do we start? I guess just to kind of analyze that, I'm not opposed to, you know, taking a flyer on somebody like Darren Ruff. Ruff, I don't know how to actually pronounce his name, but it, it's been uh, frustrating watching you know, guys like Luke Voigt not uh, meet expectations. So there, there is that. I think that I would echo the sentiments of a lot of Brewer fans. 
uh, in saying that we certainly had higher expectations of Voight to a degree at least. And it's not just that, oh, he's hitting a little less than we wanted to. It's that he's really been struggling. I mean, his numbers are are pretty woeful. And unfortunately, it kind of has been fitting into a, a a pattern here in the last couple seasons for him. And I think ever since the, the pandemic shortened 2020 season, he's really struggled. Um, the timing was also off just in, I don't know, I don't know if you mentioned it or not, but uh, Keston Hira also suffered an injury in Nashville the week that we signed Darren Ruff. So he wasn't even an option to call up um, to play for a space like a lot of Brewer fans had, had kind of hoped for after, you know, he threw, after Hira's incredibly hot start uh, in AAA. So um, that was no longer an option. So I, I, I'm not surprised that we signed somebody like Darren Ruff. I would suspect he's probably not going to last terribly long uh, in the organization, but, um, but who knows? We shall see. Um, one other thing that you did not mention, I don't think, is that the Brewers also called up uh, Trevor Miguel, McGill, uh, who made his Brewers debut uh, in the last game in the series in St. Louis, and J.B. Bucus, Bukuskas, uh, who, again, I'm butchering these names, uh, who has not yet appeared in a game, but those two guys were also called up. So just a lot of flux. I know that Jake Cousins was also called up. Um, it's just, you know, constant with these injuries right now, and I'm really concerned with our starting pitching depth, which, um, as you know, Craig, was supposed to be one of our, our strong suits going into the season. We were, you know, I think joking around on a podcast back in February or March after we signed your favorite Wade Miley that, you know, we, we, we had six or seven actual legitimate starting pitchers. But now with injuries to Miley and Woodruff and Ashby and even guys like Jason Alexander, we've you know, seeing that depth quickly, quickly dissipate. I mean, we've, we've just been, uh, I think, I think hit harder with the injury bug than any other team. I think a lot of fans of other teams would probably say that about their clubs as well. But I really think if you looked at it objectively, that the Brewers have been hit incredibly hard. And, and unfortunately that's also coupled with guys like uh, Eric Lauer struggling, you know, somebody that we did count on to be a real solid member of our starting rotation going into the season he has not had his best uh, baseball or has not played his best baseball here in the first, you know, month and a half of the 2023 season. So we're not even getting as the production that we were hoping to get from the guys that we encountered on. I, I Lauer was moved to the bullpen um, instead of making his last start at least. And, um, you know, there's a little good news. I guess Adrian Hauser is back, um, but that's another injury that the Brewers have had to contend with and, and kind of work around. So at this point, I think it's just, you know, Burns and Peralta that have avoided any hiccups, um, from our starting rotation here in 2023. Yeah. No, I real quick side note, because I know that uh, all of our listeners and Twitter followers are definitely being kept abreast by you on your uh, all-time Brewers baseball card collection. We're trying to get um, a Brewer card signed by every <laughs> every living yeah. Uh, and if and deceased even a major league uh, brewer of all time I, i'm actually curious yeah. are we approaching are we approaching like the uh the almost a thousand brewers on the all-time roster or are we over that point yeah i appreciate you asking about that craig that's uh that's good of you we're at 972 officially right now and that is uh taking into account the debut of uh mcgill this week but again not counting somebody like dukasakis uh who has not actually appeared in a game yet so 972 is our official total of that. I'm at 944 right now, uh, and most of the guys that I need are are uh, on the team currently. So just haven't had an opportunity yet to try to get these guys to sign. So, um, so that 972 yeah. total that includes McGill and Ruff who've made their their Brewer debuts this week. 
yeah, the, the criteria that the Brewers and Major League Baseball and Baseball Reference all uh, and Sabre all officially use is that you have to appear in a big league game with that club to count. So um, there's been a couple guys that are called Phantom Brewers that I do not count. Uh, guys like Cody Scarpetta, who is on the big league roster but never actually appeared in a big league game, uh, does not count. But guys like uh, Neil Heaton, who pitched in one inning as a Brewer, do actually count. So, yeah, interesting. Well, that's kind of sad about Scarpetta because uh, if you remember correctly, the broker review interviewed Cody Scarpetta in the minor leagues. And in fact, <laughs> he's one of the only players that reached out to us and wanted a copy of his interview for his parents, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and Scarpetta ago. actually never Scarpetta never actually appeared in the majors with any other team either. So he kind of joins a, a weird list of guys like Larry Yount and others who, again, were on the roster um, it's sort of the opposite of Moonlight Graham from the movie Field of Dreams, uh, who actually did at least appear in a game. These guys, they get so close. They put on a big league uniform, and yet they don't actually appear uh, in a game, not with not only with the Brewers, but with anyone else. Um, in the Brewers' case, another guy that comes to mind with that situation is Trey Supak. Um, and actually, Harvey Keene did that, too, in the 1970s. He came back several years after he had retired, came back to collect an MLB pension, thought he would get into a game as a pinch hitter uh, and never actually did. So there have been a few in Brewers history that are technically not part of this project. But yeah, we're at 972 total overall. Interesting. So, and and uh, just out of curiosity, like what's the, the about just rough average <laughs> amount of new Brewers that make the, that get out of the all-time roster each season? Yeah. Uh, well, it's, it's interesting. I actually, Scott's interns have really done well this year um and i've got a lot of that research right in front of me so the um right now the brewers are sitting at hold on bear with me audience we're at 39 players total for the 2023 season already which is quite a few um, wow well you're gonna be yep. kept a busy man for a while <laughs> they're not all new players unfortunately but um you know other years like looking through um you know, other, other seasons that's, that's, you know, we've had years over 50 before, I believe that the David Stearns era has both, uh, has set both of the top two um, records, the franchise history in terms of uh, guys playing on the roster over the course of any given season. And it seems like Matt Arnold is going to continue that pattern, um, you know, both with the injuries and with the tendency to use guys for a couple innings uh, from the bullpen and then, send them back down even without injuries guys just in the last couple of weeks like that or Bennett Sousa had that happen where he I think he pitched I know he only pitched in one game I think it was it was just one inning but then he sent right back down Jansen Junk came up and made one start and then he sent back down um, so there's a number of guys where that's happened uh, already this year wow interesting well I just want to give kudos to Scott's uh, Vegas interns uh, Jade and Raven for helping you out with uh, reflection all these awesome facts and uh, yeah for, for things but anyway back to the back to the 2023 season I, I, and definitely keep our listeners uh and twitter followers updated on your progress on that because i think it's a pretty awesome collection um yeah i just yesterday actually i did get a card back yesterday uh in the mail from joey weimer and nice. that was good I, that one was a signing it wasn't as just pure through the mail but it still obviously counts and so i did post a picture on our social media uh, where i had i had the interns do it Posted a picture of the uh, Joey Weimer uh, signed card that I got back, and um, so that was pretty cool. I've actually got a couple cards out right now. Guys are doing some signings. Not that I work for them, but I watched the sports cards is doing a couple signings coming up. They announced this week with uh, both William Contreras and Brian Anderson. So I did send in cards for for that already as well. Awesome. All right. 
Okay, so back to the Brewers and their injury. Like, let's just focus on a couple of ones just to point out. It's just it's unfortunate because it seems like we've had this depth. And like you said, we're kind of built like the Rays where we're built with some depth and versatility on the roster. Uh, and Stearns and, and uh, Arnold, who both were Rays alums, so to speak, um, took that philosophy over to the, the team and they continue on that tradition. With that being said, it's really, you know, helped us stay in first place. I think some of that versatility and depth. However, we're really testing that depth at this point. Um, and not only that, but we're some of the guys further down the charts are getting injured as well. And that's just unfortunate. So when you talk about Cash and Hira, who, again, somehow cleared waivers, um, no other team wanted him. He went to the minor leagues. I think he hit 11 home runs in the first month in the minor leagues at AAA. He's still striking out a lot, but really showing power of a major leaguer. And uh, of course, Voight has a neck issue within the last week. And I'm sure Cash and Hero would have been considered for a call up. However, he got injured um, the same day or, or, or roughly over the same period of time. And therefore, it was an option yeah. and led to us signing Darren Ruff, who doesn't necessarily excite uh, too many folks, but I'm sure he'll, hopefully he's a nice veteran. Um, and then even lo looking back to like when Garrett Mitchell got hurt and is basically out for the season. You know, yep, we had yep. self free look at uh, AAA who had a really nice world baseball classic in the start of the season. And I thought he, he's going to be a really nice major leaguer. Could have really been a shot in the arm of the team. However, he got injured the same time frame as Mitchell. And we've had to roll with the guys that we had. So um, it's just it's just that type of season. And now the as we you pointed out at the beginning of the, I think the, one of the first preseason podcasts we were talking about after the Miley signing, how much depth we had at the starting pitching. Well, we see, we're seeing now just how much that the depth that we had wasn't even enough or isn't enough. We're to the point now where we probably have to consider possibly signing someone. And obviously the first person that pops in my mind is someone like Madison Bumgarner, who is obviously past his prime, pretty much washed up, but he is only, I think, 33 going on 34 years old. And still will probably have something to offer in the way of veteran, you know, leadership and just, innings eating at this point uh i'd yeah. much rather see someone like that rather than like you know once jason alexander gets healthy or even more colin ray or whatnot and and no offense to those guys but i just the brewers need to get healthy at some point the good news is brandon woodruff is um i think on track to be back um toward the yeah. beginning of june yeah. i believe he's um so that that's something to definitely look forward to wade miley hopefully doesn't isn't having too much of an extended absence because he's been really vital to our success so far this season. But unfortunately, some of the other depth that we thought we had, Ethan Small, we thought going this season, well, he got transitioned to the bullpen and he's been pitching there at AAA. So he's not really an option. You know, he's not stretched out right now to be a call-up candidate, even though he's on the 40-man. And then another guy that we acquired in the hater trade, Robert Gasser, who I know we all had uh, high hopes for, had a great season last year between AA and AAA. Well, he's having a rough go of it so far at the AAA this season. His ERA is over five, and I believe he's walked like 21 guys in 32 innings or something like that. So, um, again, not ideal. He doesn't seem – I think if you call him up, he's, it's a recipe for disaster. He's just not showing he's ready. Um, so, again, where do we turn from here? It, it's a good question. In fact, we're going in this weekend – uh, against the almighty and powerful Rays, and we don't even have a starter listed for Saturday, which is tomorrow, um, for the series. I should also point out that at some point in the last uh, 10 days, Eric Lauer was 
quote unquote moved to the bullpen. Uh, he had to come yeah. in relief of yeah. Colin Ray and pitched five innings, a really nice ball one, one game this week though. So my guess is that he will get moved back into the rotation just out of pure necessity at this point. Yeah, I, I agree. That's kind of what I was alluding to earlier too, Craig. I, I, I would tend to agree. What do you think of a guy like Ethan Small? Uh, Ethan's pitched in 12 games this year. Um, he's got a, you know, 2.33 ERA at the moment. Um, well, I think he's doing well because he's been pitching in shorter outings in bullpen. Uh, and yeah. obviously, uh, you know, usually relievers can can keep their ERA, ERAs down because of a lot of times they're coming in just to face some of the same same sided or same handed uh, batters or whatnot. And, uh, you know, uh, so they really, you know, can keep their ERAs lower than a starting pitcher. And generally speaking, with that being said, I mean, I wouldn't, if I were the Brewers, I would seriously consider possibly stretching him out and putting him back in the rotation and yeah. play. That's, to see if, yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's, that's kind of where I was going with that. It's not, not an immediate fix. I, I get what you're saying about Bumgarner and necessity leads us to do all sorts of things that we may not want to do. I, I just, I don't know what Bumgarner's got left in the tank. It's, it's, it's unbelievable actually how much he has fallen off looking at, at some of his numbers uh, just in the last couple, actually ever since he signed that contract with Arizona um, prior to the 2020 season. I mean, it, it's been unbelievable watching his, his fall from grace. I, I think that this year, let's just double check from Scotty's interns, uh, 10.26 ERA in four games this season, obviously a small sample size, but um, his 4.67 ERA in 2021 in 26 games was his lowest ERA in the last four seasons. Yeah. So, no, th th definitely. Um, I think they have, they need to consider, consider all options, um, but the thing about Bumgarner that obviously he's fallen off a cliff. And like I said, he's, he can be definitely categorized as wash up just the mere fact that no one's signed him and he's already been out there able to be signed and no team has been willing to sign him is not a good sign, obviously for what other, other teams are evaluating what's left in his tank. With that being said, I'm right. always a fan of bringing in <laughs> veterans, especially guys with like deep playoff experience. And, you know, obviously Bumgarner is like, literally a legendary playoff performer in his time with the Giants. Yep. Um, and, and yep. you know, just with a younger roster and young pitching, you know, especially some lefties that we have like Lauer, Ashby, some guys that you can really kind of give advice, even if it's like to teach them a new pitch or to help with their mechanics or almost be like a pseudo uh, another coach or something like that. I always like having like veteran uh, hurlers on the roster whenever possible and not, not a ton of them, but I don't know. He just seems like someone that could, could add something to the team. But with that being said, I don't know how much he's looking for. I don't know like what our evaluators think. So again, this is just spitballing. You know, there could be someone out there they like better and they could just be going with internal options or considering an, an internal options as well. So it's, well, tough. it's he'd tough. be cheap, I think, because he's still, the Diamondbacks are still on the hook for his actual contract. So the Brewers only have to pay him the, the league minimum um, salary, and then the rest comes from Arizona. So I don't think it's a money issue. I know that he had a problem back in the day with the way that the Brewers threw their starting pitchers, uh, you know, he had system, uh, organizationally. And I don't know if that would be an issue at this point. I mean, my guess is he's a little bit of in a desperation mode, maybe. Um, if he wants to continue pitching, he's obviously going to have to do something else uh, this season. So, um, or maybe he's content with his money and his career and, He's going to go and, you know, 
go sit at, at home in North Carolina and hunt for the rest of his life. And that's that, you know, he's got 134 wins. He's got a 3.47 career ERA. Um, he's had a nice career. It's a 15 year career. It's hard to believe he's only 33. It seems like he's been around for geez, 20 years. And, and, and like you said, the Diamondbacks are on the hook for paying him pretty ha ha handsomely even this season. So he's not necessarily, you know, going, uh, it, it just depends on what desire he has to play. And he <laughs> seems like, he seems like someone who's got competitive fire, uh, and he'll probably want to get back out there, but you know, sometimes the writing is on the wall and I think it definitely is for him. But with that being said, again, yeah, he's making $23 million this year. I don't think he's hurting too much. No, I think it'll be fine. But, uh, <laughs> with that, with that being said, um, Obviously, the Brewers have a, a tougher schedule here in coming up. Um, we've got the Rays this weekend, and then we got a homestand against the Houston Astros, World Series uh, returning champions, and the Giants, who are kind of have their arrow finally pointing upward. I think it's, and then we go to Toronto right after that. So again, these are not easy games, and to go into these series with like some patchwork um, rotation. Um, it, it is going to be tough. Um, one guy I'd like to point out, get some kudos to, has been having a great uh, couple of weeks since our last podcast. Podcast, and that's Owen Miller, of course, Wisconsin native. Yep. He at one point had, a, I believe, a nine-game hitting streak and like an eighteen-game on-base streak, uh, which is pretty impressive. Especially, um, he was been mostly a utility and bench player up until the point he got into action. So he's been kind of a huge saving grace for this. Uh, you know the inadequacies of guys like Luke Voigt and uh, Jesse Winker. Um, so again, the, the thing with Miller that makes him so awesome and kind of a super weapon is his versatility. He's been playing some of the corner outfielder. He, he has ability to play pretty much anywhere on the infield, first base, third, uh, even he hasn't had some experience at short even. Uh, so basically he can play anywhere besides catcher and pitcher. And that's a pretty valuable guy to have on your roster. Well, and center field pro. So, but still that's, that's a pretty valuable um, guy to have on your roster uh, for sure. And uh, right-handed yeah. hitting, we, we've been struggling against lefties. Uh, and so he, I think he can help in that regard. Um, so I, 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 yeah. I feel like he's going to be a key factor and get a lot of at-bats going forward. And I think it's well-deserved. Yeah, I mean, kudos to Matt Arnold so far, at least. It's only May, but, um, you know, so far in the year, Miller has a 350 batting average, a 376 OBP. Um, he's hitting great. I think that he's doing exactly uh, or what we would hope that he'd be doing, if not exceeding uh, expectations. And, you know, for a guy to be that versatile and yet um, to, to have that consistent line of, of effort be so successful, I think that, you know, Miller has proven to be a great addition already just from what he's done in the first third of the season. So, or quarter of the season, I should say. So hopefully that continues. Um, I think that the combination of him and Mike Brassau has been, has been good the last couple of seasons. I've been pleased with our, our bench and the versatility that our bench has. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens when Urias eventually comes back and rejoins the team, but that's probably a ways away. Yeah, that was still probably a couple of weeks away. I think he's he's eligible. He was placed at the beginning of the season on a 68VL, so I think toward the beginning of June he'll be eligible officially to come back, but I'm not sure he'll be ready and probably not be rushed. Um, so, again, just I, I looked the other day, and I think we have like six guys on a 60DL and um, eight to ten guys on on IL overall. I mean, that's a, that's a huge amount of injuries for a team that somehow in first place they had to contend with and they've been doing well so far. So, I mean, I, I always have to say this is Craig Council's best managing job up to this point of any season because of all that, those factors. Um, once we get Woodruff back, I really feel like our core big three, as long as they can be healthy, I think that we can 
piecemeal together the other parts of the rotation and the other parts of the offense that we need to until some guys get healthy. So um, with that being said, you know, there's always this pipe dream of Christian Yelich becoming the Christian Yelich of old. And that's obviously that ship has sailed. Um, he's been, he's been, had, he's had some nice gains, but now speaking of injuries, his back issue has flared up and he's missed the last couple of days. So again, uh, at some point, this is not, it's going to be hard to hold this together. And now we're going to have these other teams in our division charging behind us. So I don't, I'm not trying to be pessimistic in any way, but this is um, hopefully the Brewers can write the ship here as we head into the summer. Yeah, but none of this is unexpected, is it? I mean, we've gotten um, the, the bigger a bigger league, quite frankly, than I was expecting us to have at this point. And, and the teams that are chasing us most immediately, at least, are not teams that, that scare me, uh, quite frankly, and, and teams that have also not been playing well when we were not playing well. I I have never once, even at the lowest possible depth for them, have counted out the Cardinals. They're just too good of a of a team. They're they're they've proven time and again that they're not a team that you can just give up on. Look what happened in 2011 when we outplayed them so much in our division, and then ended up, you know, losing to them in the po the postseason. They're just they were persistently annoying, and they've got uh, they've got talent. So um, I'm hopeful that this year is not their year. I, I don't think it is, but at the same time, we just can't take anything for granted. And my hope is, is that the Brewers can just play consistently good. I'd like to to get back to that um, ability to win series that we were really doing well the first month of the season. Um, and then unfortunately have not been doing well at the last month, but I, or three weeks, but let's hope to, to get back to those ways. Yelich has been a positive for me so far. I know he's only hitting 258, but um you know, I've been pleasantly surprised just at least with the eye test looking at him for the last couple of weeks in terms of his ability to get on base and driving runs at key points. And he's got flashed a little power recently again, too. He's up to seven home runs on the year. So uh, have you heard from our anonymous source, Tom Carter, about his timetable on coming back? I know that um, you and our anonymous source, Tom Carter, were talking about that. Um, well, he, he he doesn't like to say Tom or his first or last name is possible. He goes TC. By TC, he says, but um, it's he says it's one of these things where like it's a back flare up. He doesn't think he'll go on a, an IL stint, and he's going to basically be day by day until he feels like he can swing a bat without pain, and and that and that's basically the definition of day by day. So he he thinks he'll be back within the week and not have an IL stint, but it's just one of those things that that you just can't predict on a daily basis, unfortunately. So that the Brewers will have to roll yeah. with it, fortunately. Um, okay, but yeah, just going back to NL Central, obviously, if our path to make the playoffs without a doubt is going to have to be to win the NL Central, um, we're in a good position for that right now. Um, obviously, all the other teams, you know, Pittsburgh's had a nice season, uh, Cubs are slightly overachieving, and the Reds are the Reds. I mean, really, the only team I think that we have to beat off of this division is the Cardinals, um, and they've really had a bad go of it. Um, and uh, you know they're they're showing some signs of desperation, right? By moving their their big signing catcher off of catcher for a, a small period of time. But I mean, ultimately, we don't play them again until September 18th, and then yeah, the last yep, the last 13 games of the season we played the Cardinals seven times, both away and home. And so I think really it's gonna. I feel it's gonna be we're gonna be tight one way or another when it comes to the middle of September. And I think our path to the playoffs is going to come down to those two weeks. So uh, we have to play a good ball up until then. But I mean, I think 
my only hope is that we can regain some, uh, you know, semblance of health, especially with our starting pitching as we head toward uh, that stretch run. And I think it's going to be a fun season still. And obviously, if you're a Brewer fan, the weather's here in Milwaukee. It's finally on the upswing. And, uh, you know, it, it, it'll be an up and down couple of months, I think. But I really feel the Brewers are going to be on track to be contenders throughout this entire year, which is pretty exciting. No, that's that's great, Craig. I agree. I think that um, you know, quite frankly, it's it's May nineteenth today, and we're in first place. Uh, there's a lot of season left to play. We're um, in a position that I think we probably all have taken prior to opening day at this point in the year. And you know, this is definitely not the most talented Brewers team that we've had in the last five years. So um, the fact that we're we are in first place is a bonus to me. So I'm I'm just taking it that way. I, I think that. Um, you know, we talked about some of the gaping holes and talent on this team. And I, um, a lot of the guys have, have kind of exceeded the expectations that I had for them. And, and quite frankly, even with some hitting issues that have come up in the last, oh, three, four weeks amongst our younger guys, I still really like the fact that we're giving this young group uh, that all has come up at the same time a significant number of at bats. I think that that does help the team down the road uh, in future seasons, especially. So, um, the fact that we're playing Terang and Weimer every day, I think, is, is a good thing. And certainly we would be playing Mitchell if he was healthy. So I, I'm I'm hopeful that that's going to continue to be the positive wild card for the Brewers this season, that we, we can exceed expectations a little bit um, and, and some of the lower expectations that we had going into the year. So, I, you know, I, I would take this uh, going into the season to be in this position on May 19th. Absolutely. And I think the Brewers were smart and, and correct in identifying that instead of making big free agent sla uh, splashes, but signing a big hitter or something that they kind of trusted their youth movement. And they, they knew that these uh, four hitters were on the cusp of helping at the major league le level. When you're talking about Terang, Weimer, Mitchell and Freelick. Um, and, and I think that was a correct assessment. Unfortunately, injuries have played into that, but uh, yeah, Joy Weimer and Terang have been holding their own at the major le level. And I think a lot of times that youth will kind of, you know, you know, help, the veterans play up, you know, when you have, when you have an in, influx of, of youth coming into your ball club. So that's, I, I firmly Yeah. Agree. Yeah, I, I agree. And, you know, injuries are going to happen. It sucks, but it's part of the game and um, other teams are going to go through that as well. I, I do think that it's hit the Brewers harder than other, other teams, as we alluded to earlier, but um, it's just part of it. So you got to plan for that. You've got to plan for, for needing that depth, um, which, which, which we did, but even more depth, yeah, I guess it's this, this ad age of, uh, you could never have too much pitching depth is that's certainly proven true. I have thought that was a little overstated at other points in time, but it's like seven or eight starters deep at this point. Uh, I, I, I think that we'll, we'll put it up on social media after doing a little, uh, after the interns do some research here this afternoon, but uh, how many different starting pitchers the Brewers have used over the course of 23 uh, and it's only May 19th. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's a little ridiculous, but, and they'll probably be adding to that very shortly, <laughs> that list. Yeah, I'm sure that, yeah, I'm sure that that's true. But uh, anyway, you know, it's, uh, I guess, like you said, optimism is running high. The Brewers are in first place and, um, and, and I think that they can, uh, you know, they're a well put together ball club. And I, and I think, uh, you know, we're going to be contenders right to the end. So it'll be an exciting season as we, as we move forward here. And uh, yeah. All right. Well, Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Uh, Vince, if you want to tell them where to check us out on Twitter and all that. Yeah. Yeah. Remember, uh, we do stay pretty actively engaged on social media. Thanks to Scott for running that. It's Bruker Review One on Twitter. Um, continue to send us your emails. We will have time to get to them in our next podcast, hopefully. Brew Review Podcast with an S at gmail.com. Uh, yeah. We look forward to continuing to, to interact with you all there.
Awesome. All right. Well, stay classy, Wisconsin, and go Brewers. Stay classy, Craig. Go Brewers. Thanks, Scotty. Thanks, Chad. Do, 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 do.